and we've got guests today. Rusty. G'day. G'day, Rusty. How you going? I'm I'm going well. Awesome. So Rusty's here um, to promote his show, Fresh from the USA, uh, for Dunedin Fringe. Almost. I'm here to promote my show, The Thinking Person's Idiot. Oh, shoot. Okay, that's my bad. Sorry. <laughs> the Thinking Person's Idiot. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah. I got that one wrong. Um, so tell me a bit about your show. Okay. It's an hour of um, comedy. Yep. Uh, it's funny. It's quite customary for people to laugh a lot. Yeah. Um, virtually continuously. Awesome. Um, I also have views and the odd opinion, and I like to squeeze those into the jokes. Um, so, yeah, you, you could view it as being educational. You could view it as being propaganda. Either way, it'll be amusing, and you should totally check it out. Is it, does it offend people? Not really. Not really. None of the, none of the material I've tried out for this show um, has offended anyone yet. I'm, I, I've been doing comedy in a long time, and when I first started doing it, shock comedy was kind of what I did because it's really easy and lazy. Um, but I've discovered over the years that it's a lot harder to surprise people than to shock them, and it's way more fun. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's bound to be someone out there that will get offended at something like you, you never can tell what people are going to get offended by yeah absolutely um but i do try and write my gear with a bit of consideration yeah nice yeah, i'm not out to make enemies or um you know push people away or anything awesome so have you done quite a lot of fringe shows this will be past? my second year in a row at dunedin fringe yeah. um so far this year i was in a two-person feminist comedy play called her um which which went really well um, yep. Could have done with more people, but you know, uh, and that's quite a fascinating play because we sort of uh, um, my co-offender with that, Georgie Sivia, uh, she wrote the, the sort of the bones of the plot, and then we sort of massaged it with jokes because we really wanted to make a feminist theatre piece that might appeal to your racist dickhead uncle. Yep. <laughs> like they'll, they'll they'll come for the jokes and stay for the duration and hopefully learn something, or, <laughs> you know. As much as they can, yeah. Yeah, and it's an interesting way to market things because, of course, most of the people that want to talk to you about feminist theatre are, are women. And yeah. to be honest, they, they really enjoyed the show, but they know what we're talking about. We're not teaching them anything. Yeah. So we just say to people, hey, you must have a, a racist relative <laughs> or a sexist <laughs> uncle. Uncle, yeah, you know, everyone's got well, one. Yeah, everyone's got one. Most yeah. of them are called Dave. Um, <laughs> or, or Wayne is another popular uh, name for sexist people. But, um, you know, <laughs> we, we, we wanted those people to come along. And so it, it, you get some quite interesting audience reactions yeah. uh, from those people. Awesome. Mm. Um, have you had any sort of notable memories, like moments from when you've been performing, like audience interaction or anything funny happen during oh, shows? yes, yes. Yeah. Um, funny things happen all the time during my shows because I'm really good at my job. But um, the, uh, the unscripted funny things. Um, yeah. I once got heckled by someone and it was the weirdest heckle I've ever heard. They, they, they basically tried to sue their dog on me. What? While I was on stage, they leaned down to their dog. Strange venue, strange setup. <laughs> uh, yeah. There's this old lady with a dog and she, she told her dog to attack me. Was um, it in response to anything you said, or she was? I imagine it was in response to something I said. Yeah. Otherwise, this lady goes to theatre purely to sit to her dog on performers, in which case she needs to be stopped. Yeah. Um, it's, it's an endangerment uh, issue. But no, it must have been something I said. Uh, but that luckily, the dog was roughly as elderly as she was, and. <laughs> 
it could summon no enthusiasm uh, for the task that it was set. I'm just so. imagining that dog off Family Guy, the one that just... Brian. Uh, no, 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 the um, old guy, Herbert the Pervert. Oh, so and the he's dog got the... that pulls himself along and... They That's would, kind of what I'm picturing. They are at least cousins. That was very, very <laughs> similar. Um, oh my god! Yeah, to the dog involved. Um, uh, other crazy things that have happened on stage. I once was in a show called Top That. Yeah. Um, which is a show invented by my agent Snaps and by his websites, where comedians get into storytelling competitions. So basically, yeah. divided into two teams and. A comedian will tell a story, and then the other team will, one of the big ones will go, I can top that. And yeah, then yeah. just keep going until the audience decides, no, 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 that was the top story. Yeah. So the first time we did this show, as a proof of concept, we started sort of getting a little bit physical dairy with it. And without going into too much detail, I can now, not really proudly, but I can now claim that I have stuck a brandy soaked tampon up my own bottom on stage. <laughs> Really? Yes. How'd that feel? Disconcerting. <laughs> um, Would disconcerting. You do it again? Would I do it again? Yeah. Um, I'd like to say no, but I'm a performance artist, and basically, if anyone out there wants to see this and put some cash on the table, uh, we can make this happen. You know. But I will say what they say about absorbing alcohol when you drink backwards, yep. so to speak. That was going to um, be my next question. Instant. Instant, like, oh yeah, it was like we were already slightly inebriated yeah. in the nature of the show, where you know, um, and yeah, it is, it is really, really instant. Oh, um, nice! But it did top off the show, and uh, yeah, nobody could top that. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, you always hear about it, or sometimes you hear about you know women putting it up the front bum, and you just think, God, that's going to be bad for the membrane, for the. <laughs> Well, let's not kid ourselves that alcohol is actually good for anything, um, <laughs> apart from your existential dread. Uh, yeah. It's it's great for that, um, but you know, so like I'm probably quite unpopular in New Zealand because I'm not uh, generally in favour of binge drinking. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't think binge drinking is really the way to go. I think more constant drinking is <laughs> is the answer. Um, yeah. You know, get that momentum up and maintain it. Just keep it low key. Yeah, just keep... Loki fried all day. Look, look, yeah. if, if you're not being a, a giant Johnny, um, then nobody really cares how drunk you are. If you can sort of hold your, yourself together <laughs> yeah. and fulfil your daily tasks and not be unpleasant to people and not be rude and not shushing and falling over and banging into things, yeah. If you're not driving your car while you do it, nobody, nobody, nobody really cares. All right. So, note to the listeners: Rusty definitely supports functional alcoholism all day, every day. <laughs> now, when you say it like that, that's that sounds rather rather worse than. Uh, but yeah, basically, basically. Yeah. Keep it real. Um, so, what are your? How did you get into comedy? My drum kit got stolen. Okay. Right. So, so many, many years ago, I was playing drums in a hardcore band, and um, my drum kit got stolen. And about the same time as the bass player and guitarist both sort of lost interest in being musicians and wanted to go to Wellington, work for banks, and make tons of money and yep. make really good decisions with their lives <laughs> and go on to lead. Really, not that I'm better. But um, so uh, I had a flatmate at the time, a guy called Guy Roberts, who was one half of a duo called the Roberts Brothers, and they used to perform musical comedy and write for Ice TV and various things. This is a yeah. long time ago. None of this will ring a bell. With I remember anybody. Ice TV. Yeah, yeah, you might as well tell the listeners I am old as the hills. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
Silver Fox, I believe the kids call it these days. <laughs> so anyway, uh, my drum kit got stolen and I was missing the stage buzz that you get from performing. Um, and guys said, oh, you should come along to one of these shows we're doing. And this is back in the day when Christchurch had its own comedy club, The Green Room, and people like mm-hmm. Reese Darby and Grant Lobin and all those guys got their start there. Um, and they had a joke-telling competition in half-time, and like they just invited random members of the audience, come up, tell a joke, best joke wins a pint. Yeah. So I told a joke, and I didn't win. Yeah. Somebody else got the pint, but um, God, I was coming up and said to me, said, you are a natural. Yeah. Uh, can you do five minutes by next Friday, and we'll give you 50 bucks for it. Oh, nice. You Good know, coming from a musical background where you load five grand worth of gear into a $200 car to travel 100 miles to get 50 bucks to yeah. split it between four people, I could Dream just, I was just thinking five minutes, $50, $10 a minute, yeah. I'm, I'm sign me up. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm the only comedian I've ever met that got paid for their first gig. That's awesome. Oh, done that a lot really of stuff is. for free after that, of course. You know, can't always you can't sort of start on the gilded path and stay there. Yeah. Um, so then I went really quite hard for the first few years. I did uh, two national tours um, with a guy called Jared Christmas, who yeah. you know fled the New Zealand scene to become massively successful in the UK. So pretty much unknown in New Zealand, but big name over there. Um, and then I, I sort of you know life got in the way I was married and mortgaged and had a station wagon and two kids and all that stuff so um, you know eventually that all fell apart Um, I broke my back in a motorbike accident and eventually had to give up my day job so after sort of a bunch of years where I just kind of did the odd gig here and there I thought now it's time to go probably really make this work for me because I can't really do a normal job because my spine is just it doesn't like playing the game at all hmm Good, good way to start back into it, I guess. Except yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if but, um, but yeah, that was probably in about 2014. So for the last sort of three, yeah. four years, have been going hard and and building up profile and and touring the country and smashing out shows and getting ignored by the Auckland comedy mafia and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so when when are you performing in Dunedin? Which nights? Right, my opening night is tonight, and I'm on yep. at nine o'clock at. Ten bar. Um, oh, ten bar. In the Opti. Yeah, man. Yep. Yeah, it's not sort of the place that performance art springs to mind initially. No, there's another show on before yours. There's one 7.45 to 8.45. Yes, there is. That's the one that I miscalled yours, actually. Yep, yep that's fresh <laughs> yeah. from the USA. And, yeah. and like, totally go to that. And if you uh, want to stay on from that yeah. show to see my show, more than welcome. We'll figure out whatever concession it's opening night I really need. A bunch of people. Yeah. Word of mouth with my gigs tends to do most of the work, but I've got to get out there and, and hustle that first crowd so yeah. they can go, oh, yeah, that, that was all right. Oh. And then they go and tell their mates. And then they tell their mates. Yeah. Uh, mates so you're playing on um, Friday, Saturday as well? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, <clears throat> yeah, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, my show goes for. Yep. Um, and then I'll be doing Roast Battle on, I think, Saturday. Where about, is that at 10 bar as well, roast yeah, battle? Yeah, yeah. What time does that start? Uh, God, I love a good roast battle. Do you? Yeah. Yeah, well, roasting is just, love it. Yeah, the thing <laughs> is that none, none of the other sort of comedy scenes will really touch it. Yeah. Because it's considered a bit, oh, you might offend someone with that. And yeah, but to be fair, <laughs> the thing is that some people want comedy to be really pre-digested and bland and yeah. not thought required. And some people like comedy a little bit harder to digest because it's more rewarding and they, they like those sorts of laughs. Yeah. Some people like utter debauched crudeness. 
Um, if you are thick skinned and yeah. unable to be offended and you miss that style of comedy because it's getting rarer and rarer, come to Roast Battle. Um, and that's on at 10 pm Thursday and Friday. All right, at 10 bar? Yeah, at 10 bar. Cool, Roast yeah. Battle, yep. That sounds epic. Um, yeah, it is. I've, I've been Roast Battle champion uh, before. Yeah. Um, man, it's hard work. <laughs> uh, it's, it's incredibly fun, though. Yeah. Hmm. Um, so what kind of, like, do you have any comedians that you specifically like internationally, or? Um, internationally, <clears throat> uh, here's a funny thing, um, I don't actually like <laughs> that much comedy. <laughs> yeah. Um, I find a lot of it quite dumb. Yeah. And there's definitely a place for it, but it's not something that I find personally rewarding to do, and if I can't do stuff that I find personally rewarding, then I might as well stack shelves in a supermarket, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, why go through all the stress to do this kind of job unless I'm going to do material that I really like? But um, I have been described by other people as a cross between Stuart Lee and Jim Jeffries. Oh, sweet. Mm. Jim Jeffries is one of my favourites. So. Yeah, right. Well, yeah. I swear less than him. <laughs> I'm uh, sure but, everybody does. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he did special training to get... <laughs> To get up to that swear count, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and Stuart Lee is a wee bit more niche, but um, he's yeah. the ultimate comedy technician. Like the stuff he does is, you know, like if guitarists are listening to a guitarist, um, and they go, "Oh man, that is flash. That is technically difficult." What they're playing, Stuart Lee comedy he's is one of those, like that. Yeah. He, he, he's the master of the long form setup joke. Yeah, um, and the kind of. <clears throat> style that I really admire, which is low energy but high intensity. Yeah, it's a difficult trick to pull off, but it's quite appealing to audiences. You know, if you're all like, rah, 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 it's too much. You know, yep. um, and if you just kind of mumble and don't really maintain any kind of, you know, if it's just a monotone, yeah. it's boring. But to be low energy but have high intensity <laughs> yeah. is, uh, you know. It's, yeah, that's it's, it's a fun game. Cool. All right. Well, um, thank you so much for coming in and having a chat. No worries. And uh, everybody, get down to Ten Bar for the rest of the week to get stuck in.